ערב שבת קודש, פרשת קורח, ספר במדבר, ספונסרד, by מוריס and מרסית בלה. הקדוש ברוך הוא will fulfill all their wishes לטובה, and they should have a lot of נחת from, from uh, all their children. This week פרשה was uh, donated by an anonymous in רפואה שלמה to Iris בת אביגיל, מי שבירך אבותינו אברהם יצחק ויעקב, משה אהרון דוד ושלמה, שרה רבקה רחל ולאה, הוא יברך וירפא את איריס בת אביגיל, בעבור שאנו לומדים רפואתה, ושחזה הקדוש ברוך הוא, ימלא רחמים עליה, להחלימה ולחזיקה ולחיותה ולרפאותה, ישלח לה מהרה רפואה שמה מן השמיים, לכל איבריה ולכל גידיה בתוך שאר חולי ישראל. אל נא רפאנה לה, אל נא רפאנה לה, אל נא רפאנה לה. This week's פרשה, פרשת קורח. We read about the group of קורח that they protested against the status of משה רבינו, and they said to him, כי כל העדה כולם קדושים. So who said that you are the one that is the leader? Who said that Shevet Levi is the leader? <coughs> They have to work in Mikdash. Korach and all his group were punished. They were swallowed by the earth. There was a plague. that killed a lot of people. And after all this, we see that Borei Olam in Perek Yudu Zayin, in Pasuk Tet Zayin, Borei Olam says to Moshe to make another test. In other words, the test of the earth that swallowed, opened her mouth is not enough. The plague is not enough. Now another test. What is the test? Said Borei Olam to Moshe that he should take from each president of each tribe a stick and you should write their names on the stick and you should bring them to the Ohel Moed And the, the, the one that Borei Olam will choose, his stick will blossom. And the question that I would like to represent is, why do we need another test? The answer to this question we can find in Baal Or Chaim HaKadosh. And he says that even though that everyone saw the two punishments, they thought that the punishment came on Korach and the group because they protested against Moshe Rabbeinu. They touched Moshe Rabbeinu. And since Moshe is 
a messenger of Bore Olam, Bore Olam wanted to protect Moshe and to take revenge for Moshe. Therefore, they got punished. But their complaint that who says that Aharon, he has to be the Kohen Gadol, or who says that Shevet Levi, they have to work, to work in Beit Mikdash, maybe it, we can do it also. This is a legitimate uh, complaint that they can that they can say. According to Rashi, it, the test was to show that Aharon was chosen to be the Kohen Gadol. The Chizkuni says that the test was for both things, to show that Shevet Levi, they were chosen to work in Mikdash, <clears throat> and also to show that Aharon, he was the one that was elected. Moshe Rabbeinu collected 12 sticks and Moshe himself wrote their names on the, on the sticks. Moshe Rabbeinu took all the sticks, he brought them to Ohel Moed, and in the morning, what Moshe Rabbeinu sees, that the stick of Aharon blossomed, there was flowers, there were bud on the stick, and also almonds. Moshe took all the sticks out from Oel Moed, and everyone saw what happened. Everyone saw that 11 sticks remained as is, and the stick of Aharon was blossomed. Then, Moshe, Abore Olam says to Moshe, give back every stick to each tribe. And the stick of Aharon, you should bring to the Mikdash to keep it. There's Rashi, as a commemoration that I chose Aharon and no one will complain again. And here also we have a question. We can understand why Bore Olam says to Moshe, take the stick of Aharon and put it in the Mikdash, in the Mishkan, to keep it for the future. That everyone will know that Aaron was chosen, <clears throat> and also no one will complain again, complain again. But why to give back the stakes to every tribe? Um, we have to understand that the sticks that came, Aaron's stick, came in as a stick, a dry stick, and came out as a branch of a tree, an alive tree. 
but their state, the same way it went in, the same way it went out. And it, it showed that they lost. It showed that they were losers, they failed. So for them, it wouldn't have been better that Moshe Rabbeinu will take all the sticks and he will uh, disappear them or burn them. Um, uh, rather, it was better rather to give it to them back because this shows that they are uh, they lost the the, the 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 in the competition that they had with with Aharon. They lost. Um, there are a lot of answers to this question. I will choose uh, maybe uh, two or three. A technical answer to this was we find in the Sephorno. The Sephorno says that everyone brought a dry stick. He cut it from some place. Maybe he had a beam and he cut a piece of stick and he brought it to the to Moshe to the Mishkan. Of course, when you cut, you have a sign that when you bring back the, the stick, it will fit exactly as it was before. So says Fono, you know why the tribes, everyone took his stick back? In order that no one will say, in order to check, maybe Moshe changed the sticks that they brought and he put in other sticks and therefore he didn't blossom. So in order that everyone will be able to check if this is exactly the stick that they gave to Moshe, they took it back to check. This is the explanation of the Sephora. I will bring another explanation that was said by Rabbi Shlomo Zalman in the book Oznaim La Torah. Rabbi Zalman, sorry, Rabbi Zalman Sorotskin in the book Oznaim La Torah. And he says, before he, he answers his answer, he's asking a question. All the tribes, they complained why Levi was chosen to work in Mikdash. He won also. And he says, why all the tribes wanted to do it? Shevet Levi was a very, on one hand, in, 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 in a in physical way, it was a very low tribe. He didn't have any part in Eretz Israel. They didn't have a piece of land. They couldn't work the land and to have food. They relied upon the donations from people. So why everyone is running up to be to 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 do this job? He answers that uh, the tribe, the, the, at that time, Am Israel, all the tribes, they were 
special people from one hand. They were door they are. And, and um, everyone wanted to worship Bore Olam. They wanted to donate their life to Bore Olam. Therefore, says Reb Zalman Sorotskin, everyone wanted the stick back. Why? In order to show the tribe and to show Am Israel that they are not simple people. They are people that they were ready to donate their life to Moser Nefesh, their life to give up all the physical uh, materialistic things for working in Mikdash. Therefore, they wanted everyone to stick back in order that he will be able to remember and to show the future generations what what was their what what was their what what they had in mind and what they wanted to do uh, uh, in Mikdash. As a joke, maybe we can say another thing. Nowadays, if there is an important job and uh, you have a lot of candidates that everyone can bring, put his name to be, it's considered kavod. That means uh, that you were a candidate to, for this job. And of course, to become a Kohen Gadol, the highest degree in Am Israel, it's a very big kavod. If I was a candidate, to be a Kohen Gadol, but my name was there. And so therefore, everyone wanted back the stick and they wanted to keep. They took the sticks with very, very bad feeling that they were not elected. But on the other hand, they wanted to be proud that they were um, uh, a, a candidate to become a Kohen Gadol. There is a proof on the stick because this every stick had the handwriting of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu himself wrote with his own hands of every stick the name of the president. And therefore, everyone wanted to take back the, the stick. But here we have another thing, interesting thing, which is written in Bala Turim in Sefer Shmot. Bala Turim described what happened to the sticks when they were in Ohel Moed. What was what was it? What was there? And, and, uh, and he says that when, when Moshe Rabbeinu stood 
and Aaron stood in front of Paro, and everyone, Moshe Olam said to Moshe, throw your stick, and it became a snake, and all the Harfumei Mitzrayim did the same thing, says the Pasuk there after, that the stick of Aaron swallowed all the sticks of the Egyptians. Says Balaturim there, the same thing happened also in the time of Korach, that the stick of Aaron swallowed all the sticks of all the 11 tribes. And the question here that was asked by the Mepharshim, why this ness needed to happen? The main thing was that the stick will blossom. But here, this is another ness. What this, what this ness was needed? And that the, the stick of Aaron will swallow all the other sticks. Explains the Mepharshim. First of all, we have to bring a Medrash. The Medrash Tanchuma in Parashat Truma says a big Hidush. Everything, every tree, not tree, every wood that was brought to the Mikdash. For instance, they brought a, a Caesar wood to the Mikdash when Shlomo built the Mikdash, says the Medrash. When Shlomo built the Mikdash, at the moment that he brought in the Aaron Kodesh, the Ark, at that time, all the, all the sticks, all the wood that was in, in the Mikdash, dry, dead wood, started to become alive and, 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 and fruits grew on them. And the Midrash adds and says that the young Kohanim used to have parnasa from these fruits. Because this is the nature of Mikdash. When Shechina is there, everything grows. Everything blossoms. This is the nature. The, when, when, when Menashe Melech Israel he brought in Avodah Zarah to Kodesh HaKodashim, at that moment, the, the, whole, the whole thing stopped. The, the growing stopped. But we see that the nature of Mikdash, that everything that you bring in, you bring in it grows. This was the question of the Medrash that was brought by Balaturim. He didn't understand. Twelve sticks were brought to the Mikdash. How can it be that only Aharon's um, uh, stick grew and blossomed? Why the other sticks Fighting happened to the other sticks because this is the nature of the Mikdash. So the answer 
Her answer is, this is the reason why Borah Olam needed to make another mess, that the stick of Aharon will swallow all the other 11 sticks. And this way, this is the reason why they didn't grow there, why they didn't have flowers, bud, and amens. In order to show, because they didn't grow because they were swallowed by the stick of Aharon. And this way, when the stick of Aharon blossomed, this was the proof that Bore Olam chose Shevet Levi and chose also Aharon um, Kohen. The, the 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 stick had flowers, had bud, had amens. All this was proofs for the Shevet Levi and Aharon that the fruits will be shows the Pirchei Kehuna, the young Kohanim will be. After will be will form Aharon, and the Emmons was that shows that Aaron all the time will be like shaked comes from the word in Hebrew shoked. Shoked means continues doing, and Aaron will be all the time the one that will continue working in Mikdash. We learn from here something also from the yeshiva. We see from here, we learned from the, what we learned, that everything that is being brought to the mikdash, even though it is, it is an item which is dry totally, dead totally, when it stays in mikdash, it started to get alive, to blossom and to give fruits. Nowadays, what is our holy places? We don't have the Mishkan. We don't have Mikdash. Our holy places is the Yeshiva. The Torah in the Yeshiva. And therefore, this is a proof that every boy that comes to the yeshiva, even though he's like a dry stick, his mind is dead. But when he comes to Mikdash, when he comes to Bet Medrash, he must succeed. It's naturally that he will succeed. But if you see that the boy didn't succeed, it's like what happened with the 11 sticks in Mikdash. If you don't blossom, what is, what was, why that 11, the 11 sticks of the 11 tribes didn't blossom? Because they were swallowed by the stick of Aaron. If there is a boy that came to the yeshiva, he must succeed. He must grow in Torah. It's naturally. If he does not, 
This is a proof that he was swallowed by something. Even if he was swallowed by the phone that he has, even though that the phone is in his pocket, but nevertheless, he was swallowed by the mouth of the phone, and therefore, he does not succeed. We have a proof to this. To this idea, says the Mepharshim from Rabbi Akiva, that he learned from Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was a shepherd by one of the richest men in Yerushalayim. His name was Kalba Savua. One day came to him the daughter of Kalba Savua. She saw that Rabbi Akiva he is an honest person, a very modest one, and she offered him a deal. If I will marry you, are you going to learn in the Midrash? So he says, yes, I will go. So they got married hiddenly, and Rabbi Akiva went to the Midrash. One day, her father heard that she got married, married to Rabbi Akiva. So he immediately got very angry, and he made a nether that his daughter, Rachel, will not get a penny from his property. Rabbi Akiva went and learned 24 years in yeshiva. He came back with 24,000 students to his city. When he came, his father-in-law, Kalba Savua, heard about it, and he decided to go and to nullify the nether. When he came to uh, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva made a loop, a nether. In order to nullify a nether, you need a loophole. You need a petach to nullify the nether. Usually the loophole is that the, the Chacham is asking the person who made the nether if you would have known that so-and-so will happen because of your nether, would you, would, wouldn't you made the nether? Wouldn't you made the nether? If the guy says no, so it shows that the nether was a mistake, and therefore the nether is nullified by itself. But if the loophole is something which is very far to happen. So this is a proof for everyone that even though the person is now regretting about the matter, but if this is a loophole that will say that if you would have known that so and so will happen, but it's very, very far 
it's one percent, it's a half percent that it can happen. We are sure that the person wouldn't have paid attention, even if he would have known about it, and he would have made the nether. This is called nolad, something that was created, which is very far to happen. Such a loophole doesn't cancel the net. Ask Tosfot in Mesachet Ketubot. How come Rabbi Akiva nullified the nether to his father-in-law? At that time, Rabbi Akiva was an ignorant that didn't know even to read. So this was something which is very far to, to happen. So how come when he, when the when Kalba Savoa came to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva asked him, tell me, if you would have known that your son-in-law would become a Talmud Chacham, you would have made the nether? He says no. So he says to him, the nether is nullified. But this was something which is very, very far. How can it be? He wouldn't he would have made the nether because he wouldn't have believed that Rabbi Akiva can become a Talmud Chacham. Answers to No. And a person, he made the nether after Rabbi Akiva went to the Midrash. Says to Sfot, if a person goes to Midrash, naturally, he will become a big Talmud Chacham. So we have him again, and now we have a proof from Tosfot that every boy that comes to learn in Yeshiva, he can grow. And he must grow, because this is the nature of Midrash. Unless, if, you, if he didn't succeed, he has to check very, very well himself. Maybe he was swallowed by Yetzerara, or by the phone, or by um, uh, football, or basketball um, uh, that you see in the phone, or something like that. Summarizing of what we learned, everyone who comes to Yeshiva, he can grow and succeed. We want to wish everyone a Rekat Shabbat Shalom. And in Hashem, we will meet next week. Shabbat Shalom.